Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily, everybody. Trevor Hall here with an update from Newcore Gold and CEO Luke Alexander. Newcore Gold is a partner of the podcast. They do trade on the Venture Exchange with NCAU and on the OTCQX with NCAUF. And I continue to be a shareholder of the company. Luke, it's been it's been a little while. Welcome back to the podcast. Good to see you, Trevor. Hope you've been having a good summer. Yeah, you too. You too. I appreciate that. Summer's been uh, been busy and really good, but I was happy to get Nucor back on. We're uh, Nucor's back in the news with more drill results here. It's somewhat of a quiet summer. The last time I think you and I chatted was after uh, the financing earlier this summer, and these are the first drill holes I think you've published in quite some time here. They're coming out of the NIAM deposit, but it's it's a little bit interesting of a strategy here at NIAM. You're going after a higher grade. Uh, sulfide uh, mineralization in the upper portions of the sulfide there. And it seems like you you, you were successful in hitting that. Yeah, um, thanks, Trevor. So as we've kind of discussed in the past, we've, we've got really a few different strategies from a drilling perspective on our project. So we've got a uh, very well-defined oxide resource near surface, kind of from anywhere from surface right down to 100 meters. Um, we've outlined a heap leach project, which encompasses a lot of those oxide ounces. But then one of the things that we're very excited about, and we've talked about a number of times um, on your show, is the fact that we've started to see higher grades within the sulfides um, below that initial oxide mineralization. Uh, if you look at other deposits along the Sefwi Bibiani belt, where you start to see them really increase in grade and grow in sizes, as you start to drill deeper, start to identify those shoots within the sulfides and then start to uh, prove them out. So the results that we've uh, put out this week at NIAM is further high grade results from the NIAM deposit. That's where we've um, uh, had some of the most success from a higher grade perspective. We've identified two primary shoots there that are plunging uh, at depth. And we've put out some additional high-grade results, which are uh, our follow-on from the uh, previous results that we had. So in terms of the specifics, um, you know, 3.28 grams over 11 meters. But then within that, we're seeing a, a higher-grade portion of 6.57 over 4 meters. So these are underground, mineable-type grades. And that's what we're ultimately looking to prove out with some of this higher-grade uh, drilling that we're doing. What was the depth of that higher grade hit there, that, that four meters of six and a half? That's down around 350, 400 meters okay. is where these holes have targeted. So it is a good question because one of the things, again, those are relatively shallow holes when you look at, you know, um, deposits around the world and specifically on the Safwi Bibiani belt. If you look at you know, Newmont or, um, or Bibiani or Chirano, I mean, they're down anywhere from 500 to one kilometer below surface. So we haven't even drilled down to those depths yet, but what we're typically doing with our drilling is we're stepping, stepping out and continuing to systematically chase these, uh, veins, um, uh, chase these veins to depth. So that's what these results have done is they're, they're follow on drill holes from previous ones that were a little bit uh, shallower than these. Yeah. I, you know, Luke, you and I have talked about this many times before, but compared to a lot of the other mines in operation on that same belt, I mean, your exploration is almost very replicable of what they were doing during their exploration seasons and years prior. It was a while ago. Uh, but, you know, you're not remaking the wheel here. It sounds like the, this 
uh, the, this area is given exactly the same type of exploration potential as they were seeing at Toronto up in the belt. Yeah, so I mean, again, along the Sefwi Bibiani belt, 50 kilometers to the north, we've got Toronto, we've got Bibiani to the north of that. And then you've got one of Newmont's two producing mines in country, the Ahafo mine. I mean, those range anywhere from five and a half to 20 million ounce um, deposits. Uh, one of the things we're fortunate is that the oxides are typically thicker at our um, project. So the, um, the um, PEA that we put out that ultimately outlined a heap leach project. But again, this, these set of results that we've put, put out, including the MET work, really highlight that potential for you know the higher grade sulfides and for us to grow those ounces over time. If you look at the resource that we put out earlier this year, uh, we did put out as part of that our first ever underground resource, so about 136,000 ounces of, um, of underground material. Again, that is not a mine today, but what it is for us is it's a proof of concept that 136,000 ounces is spread across three different deposits um, and about uh, just under half of it comes from our NIAM deposit. So again, these results that we've put out today are for further confirmation of that high grade and the potential to continue to grow it um, over time. All right. Well, and no mine is uh, complete without metallurgy in test results and recoveries. Uh, so let's talk about that. You did also pr uh, release results of metallurgical testing there at NIAM on this sulfide material, uh, averaging 91.7% cyanidation uh, uh, recovery, which really good, Luke. Right? I mean, really good. Uh, uh, it sounds like there's, there's more MET testing to be done, but my question is how does this recovery of, of the sulfide material at NIAM compare to other deposits within ENCHI, or do we not know that yet? Well, a lot of the network that we've released to date and that you and I have talked about in the, in the past has been focused again on the oxides, uh, column tests that have, you know, had 90 to 95% uh, recovery. So very good recoveries within the oxides. But this again is another step forward from an overall project perspective is, because we've now, uh, you know, done some testing of the sulfide material. So as you've highlighted, 91.7% recoveries, very good recoveries within the sulfide material. Uh, so that, again, is very encouraging and moves it further towards um, being a mine as we continue to de-risk the, um, uh, the network across the project. So from, uh, from that perspective, we are very busy continuing to do MET work. Uh, we've got a number of column tests uh, that we're doing on additional areas across the project, as well as uh, a couple of bulk samples. And then we're also on the back of these uh, sulfide MET results that we've put out, we're also going to do additional um, uh, test work on the MET uh, within the uh, sulfide mineralization. So those are you know, very important kind of de-risking steps uh, and something that uh, we see creates a lot of uh, project value. And it's also something that you know, we discuss with a lot of different um, groups who are you know, looking at the project, interested in the project, who've seen what we've outlined within the oxides, but like to you know, have a better sense of what the sulfides um, uh, you know, potentially look like from a production perspective as well. So again, it's a de-risking for us. Yeah, uh, your vice president of exploration, Greg Smith, uh, lovely chap. He's getting a couple more holes there in NIAM because you're seeing something 
there that you want to follow up on. Can you kind of expand that for us and really what these, uh, it's like, I think five holes testing down dip. Yeah. So if you look at some of the cross sections that we've put out in the, uh, in the press release, uh, we've put a illustration out there that kind of highlights where we've identified a couple of high grade, um, shoots that plunge at, um, at depth. Uh, within our corporate presentation, we've also put out a long section that ultimately, you know, compares our project to other Greenstone hosted deposits along trend from us. And again, it's illustrating how these, um, you know, these shear zones are, are plunging at depth and we've identified a couple of these higher grade shoots. So uh, one of the key things is that they do remain open along strike as well as at depth. So it is a matter of continuing to step out and look to ultimately uh, chase these uh, ch- chase these veins, which will then ultimately grow the overall overall size of the resource over time. Okay, uh, outside of Niam, or maybe is there anything more we need to know about Niam now going forward? I guess I'm just curious. You know, the Enchi project is very large. You got a number of deposits been working on. I guess what else are you testing this year other than Niam? So we're doing uh, a bunch at the moment. We're doing a bunch of trenching work across the project, um, identifying other targets that we'll look to uh, drill in the future. Uh, on the back of the resource that we put out, as well as these uh, recent drill results, we are evaluating um, additional drill programs, um, which we'll which we'll look at deciding on. Uh, you know where, where where the best use of capital is uh, from a drilling perspective. We're then in the process of uh, looking to complete an environmental and baseline study. That's one of the key things that's required for a mining lease. Uh, our view is that we can get a mining lease within you know, 12 to 18 months, and we think that would be a significant de-risking um, uh, event for, uh, for the company. So that's something that we're, we're busy working on. Uh, as I mentioned, we're doing a, a lot of additional MET test work as well. So it, we've got a number of uh, things that we're working on at the moment, as well as internally, we are uh, doing a full update of our, uh, of our PEA, uh, inputting a number of the uh, new resource numbers internally and uh, looking at whether it makes sense to push that forward with a, with a full um, you know, update to the, uh, to the PEA. So those are a number of the initiatives that we're currently working on to ultimately you know, create shareholder value and de-risk the NG project. Okay. Uh, I, I want to ask you about, you know, management right now uh, in this market. You did go out and you wrote, you raised $5 million uh, earlier this summer. I participated in that private placement. Um, and you're just, you know, t- tell me as a shareholder and other people listening, you know, about how you are uh, really managing capital, knowing that it's tight right now. We all know where the market is. But you continue to progress and she as best as you can. What like how are you I guess how are you mitigating your risks as management here while also continuing the work here, Luke? I think this is a really important question and a lot of people are having to answer the same thing right now. So what's your stance? Yeah, it's always a balancing act. I mean, at the end of the day, management and board, we own, you know, over twenty percent of uh, of Nucor. Uh, this past financing, the entire management team as well uh, as uh, the bulk of the board participated in the financing. So we are continuing to invest alongside you and alongside other investors, which I think is important. Um, so we really think as shareholders and take dilution very seriously. So 
Our view is that yes, you know, raising money at uh, at 15 cents a share and uh, does create um, some dilution, but the benefit of being able to continue to move the project forward, continuing to de-risk it, uh, is uh, is something that you know, in the hopefully short term, but in the mid to long term, will ultimately pay off when the market does return, because all of that you know project value that we're creating through drilling, through test work, through uh, updated economic studies, um, you know, applying for for mining leases. All of those things de-risk the project, and then you know when the market does come back, that should get reflected into the share price and ultimately re-rate the stock a lot quicker than you would see um, other stocks who you know or other companies that have ultimately been forced to go into hibernation mode and sit on their hands because capital has not been available to them. I mean, I'm hearing you know from a number of investment banks that there's you know, dozens of companies lined up looking for money and there just isn't any capital available. We're in a fortunate position that again, management and directors, we continue to invest in the business as well as we've got a great institutional shareholder list. Uh, we've taken that from 40 to now 45% institutional ownership. We've added a couple of uh, additional tier one uh, investors to the share register who you know recognize the value that there is within the project that is not currently being recognized by the market, as well as our existing shareholders who've uh, institutional shareholders who've you know funded the company uh, for the last number of years, who again recognize that all of the work that's been done on the po- project is currently not being reflected in the share price. And you know, for them, it's just a matter of um, you know waiting it out and ultimately uh, seeing that re-rate in the in the future. So that's how we're kind of managing it. We are very conscious of cost, so we're doing as much work as possible that uh, doesn't cost a huge amount of money, but does add a lot of um, project value. Uh, you've sat in that investment banking seat before in different cycles. Uh, how does it feel to what's the difference here between that seat and the CEO of an exploration uh, during this uh, during this time in the market? I think at the end of the day, I mean, um, you know, when you're the CEO of a, of a junior gold exploration company, you're at the pointiest end of the equity capital markets. And I think it's important to kind of recognize that it is a very cyclical business and that, um, you know, and that we will see, you know, tough times. But when uh, when when good times return, then they can be uh, they, they, then they can be phenomenal. You know, one of uh, our large investors said to me once, he goes, you know, Luke, you guys have delivered on everything you said you would. And at the end of the day, you know, stocks will go up 400% and they'll come down 80% for no other reason than market sentiment. And I think we're in that segment of the market where, you know, the entire sector's off, you know, 50 to 80% mm-hmm. on the back of market sentiment. But we could turn around and in three months from now, you know, the sector be back up, you know, two to 400% on nothing more than market sentiment. And back to the point about us continuing to add project value and doing work, we would like to think we'd be in the 400% camp and not the 200% camp because people will, you know, dust off their notes and see all of that project value that's been added and, uh, and, uh, and start buying the stock from that perspective. 
Uh, I'd love to see a 400% move in NCAU. That'd be that'd be grand. Uh, in fact, let me give you a shameless plug. An old friend of yours is actually going to be the guest on this week's long forum. Your pal Simon Cat is going to talk about the investment banking side in this sector during this uh, market. So uh, you maybe give him a plug and tell him that uh, he better watch out because Mining Stock Daily is coming after him with hard questions. So. <laughs> Yeah, right. good. Well, uh, make sure to say uh, say hi to him. That should be a very lively uh, discussion, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. All right. And I guess, Trevor, the, Trevor, the only other thing is, I mean, you're kind of asking about, you know, markets and investment banking hat and all the rest of it. I mean, I think the other thing to, you know, to potentially touch on is, I mean, if we look at the valuation of Nucor today, I mean, we're trading at about $8 per ounce in the ground. And, you know, that's for ounces in a tier one jurisdiction. I mean, Ghana is a great place to operate. I mean, you've got three of the top 10 largest gold companies on the planet. So it truly is a tier one jurisdiction. So $8 an ounce for, um, you know, uh, for a tier one jurisdiction, as well as, you know, the fact that we've de-risked the project by wrapping economics around it. I mean, we've put out uh, a PEA that outlined very robust economics, you know, at 1650 gold, uh, after tax NPV of $212 million. Um, you know, we're trading at about 13, 14 million dollars US today. So we're trading well below 0.1 times the NPV of the project. So, you know, in this, you know, part of the market, you know, value investors are stepping in and that's who's starting to buy the stock. But, you know, again, you can easily see the stock double or triple and there's still a huge amount of value sitting there on the, uh, on the table. So, Again, we we put more money in at 15 cents alongside you and other investors. And when I look at it, those are some of the metrics I look at is less than 0.1 times the NPV of the project for a very low CapEx project in a great jurisdiction and $8 per ounce in the ground. So um, touching on valuation and, and looking at some of those metrics, I think, is uh, uh, is, is, is is important as well. Yeah, well, and let me play a little bit of devil's advocate just for the sake of doing that, Luke. I mean, you stated some of those economic numbers there, but that's not just Nucor. I mean, you have a number of peers that could say the exact same thing about the valuation, their current valuations. I mean, so, I mean, is it, I guess, is it easy, is it easier to say that when, you know, market's good, but when markets are bad, you, you, you use those as, um, use that those numbers in your communications to potential shareholders but is it beginning to get really competitive because so many other people are in the same boat right now well i mean i think at the end of the day who's getting funded and who isn't getting funded and true again there's a lot of companies out there from what i gather aren't getting funded so you know I guess that might be the ultimate, you know, uh, determiner of, you know, which ounces are more valuable than others is the ones that are able to get funded. And, you know, at $8 an ounce, we've got new investors who are stepping in. We've got existing investors who are wanting to follow their interest and put more money in. So, um, again, $8 in a tier one jurisdiction, less than 0.1 times the NPV of the project is very compelling. It's the reason I put more money in. It's the reason the rest of the management team put more money in. And, you know, it's the reason the market has ultimately continued to fund the project is because they recognize the value that there is uh, within 
the uh, project within the company that's not currently being recognized in the market. So um, for every investor, it's up to them to go and you know differentiate between the different companies and 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 the ounces that are that are being um, uh, you know valued out there. Uh, but again, I think at the end of the day, the market decides. And for us, we had an oversubscribed deal within two hours of launching it because I think there is a recognition that this is a standout project that will um, you know re-rate once the market does come back. That's right. Okay. All right, Luke. Thanks for your time. Appreciate your uh, the answers to all these questions. Look forward to seeing you in a month's time. And uh, I'm sure I think we are set up to catch up again uh, at Beaver Creek. So have yourself a good couple of weeks, my friend. Thanks a lot, Trevor. Great to see you. And thanks for your continued support. All right. That's your update from Newcore Gold, everybody. Again, trading on the Venture Exchange with NCAU. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.